Yo, what's good, y'all? Welcome back, J and J. The bro, I'm so fucking hyped for this episode. What's up, Julian? Nothing much, bro. How you been? Um, you know, just working, same old, same old. I don't want to bore you guys with the details, but how about you, bro? <laughs> just chilling, man. Football season's coming, as we're about to talk about. So work's been busy, football, but it's it's hype, man. It's hyping me up. August first is on Monday, so it, it's here. Yeah, everybody's in training camp officially now, so right around the corner. Yes, sir. Um, Hall of Fame game, I think, is in what two weeks? Next week? I, I think it's next that. Sunday, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday. So that'll yeah. be good. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. But uh bro, we have to talk about fantasy football. I don't feel like we ever give it, it the justice it deserves. It's, I mean, if you think about it, it's in our lives, like it's part of our fucking da- part of our daily routine for like four to five months. If you're like really into it. It's right. like you got to set your lineups. You got to make sure who's not hurt, this and that. So, uh, I mean, we, we've, like, talked about it here and there, but we've never done, like, a dedicated episode or anything like that. So um, we're going to give our positional rankings for each player or each position and, um, you know, just kind of help you guys out and kind of help ourselves out because, you know, talking out loud for me, at least, it helps me kind of, you know, figure out what I'm going to do when we do our draft and in two months so uh, i don't know bro you want to start we'll do qb ones you can give me your five and then i'll give you mine and we'll just go back and forth um no yeah absolutely i mean i think we kind of got the same list here for the top five um i these i'm gonna go from the bottom up i i have mine's in order so first okay. five number five joe joe burrow i think he's gonna be a top five quarterback in fantasy and this is just strictly fantasy i want to emphasize this. Oh, yeah. this isn't my top five in the league this is just me talking strategies and, and points and stuff. So Burrow's number five. He showed everyone what he's capable of this season. Um, I think he's going to dominate the NFC or the excuse me the AFC North, uh, kind of pick up from the momentum and and he's primed to just do have a great season. I think so. Um, you know, another full season under his belt, healthy now. So Joe Burrow is my number five. And I don't, do you want me to just list the entire one? Yeah, go ahead. Five to one. Number four is Mahomes. Um, I think he's going to have actually a. He's not going to have as good a year as he's have been in the past. Um, there's no question he's the best quarterback, but I think it's going to take time for him and, and Juju and, and Valdez Scantling to kind of work with him, um, kind of new weapons there. So it's going to take time for him um, to kind of get used to, you know, getting those two te- to align. In. And so I think he's going to have a couple of not not bad games, but not not great games as he's capable of producing. And then number yeah. three, I actually have Kyler Murray here. Kyler Murray, I think, is going to do well. Mm. His ability to run, dude, is huge in fantasy. It is. And and him in pa- passing-wise, too, he's elite. So um, I think he's on pace to be top three. Um, if he doesn't get injured, that's the main factor. If he doesn't get hurt, because he's go- he's made of glass sometimes. If if he's healthy all sometimes. year, I think he, he's always I mean, hurt. all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> if, if he just has a healthy season, his stats can back him up in fantasy to be a top three quarterback. Um, I know D-Hop won't be there for a few games, but. He's got enough weapons, I think, to kind of make some noise. And, and, and uh, you know, he's got uh, Zach Ertz, and, and I think uh, – I forgot the other pieces he has, but he's going to have a good season, I think. And then number two, of course, Justin Hubbard – or Herbert, excuse me. Um, he's going to have a better season at Holmes, of course. I think he, just the weapons he has. Dude, he has Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, all of them boys, really. So yeah. um, he's primed to have a great year. He had a good year last year, but I think it was overshadowed with, with the Bills and the Chiefs. So – the dude's got weapons everywhere. Eckler, you know, receivers, tight ends. So the dude has no reason to not have a good season. So Herbert's the guy there. And the number one, of course, Josh Allen. He can run. He can pass. He can do it all. 
Um, and I think they're going to elevate his game this year. I think he's in prime to be the, the play, put the stamp on the league as the number one quarterback. I think kind of challenge Mahomes as the number one quarterback this year. And I think his stats will back it up with Diggs and, and uh, Gabriel Davis and all them boys. So Josh Allen, bona fide. I don't think anyone's going to even challenge him for the number one spot. I think Herbert will be close, but that's it. I think no one else is going to even challenge Josh Allen as the number one quarterback this year. I think Burrow has a shot. Mm, okay. I think he does. Okay. I feel like if they can get a, one of those two, those other two, Boyd or Higgins, to kind of step up their game. Mm. I I mean, I didn't. What was the tight end they got? They I feel like they got someone. I forgot who it was. Hayden Hurst. Didn't they get Hayden Hurst? Yeah. You guys. I mean Hayden that. Hurst, yeah. I feel like that's gonna make a difference. They lost Uzama. I don't know. I just feel like he has a shot. But we have the same list except Kyler Murray. I don't, I don't think he's a top five for for the wow. injury. For the injury reasons, I mean, he he just can't stay healthy, and it's it's not his fault. It's just you know that's the way he's built. Like he's small, so if he gets hit by Aaron Donald, I'm not gonna blame him for getting hurt. Like he, he fucking gets destroyed every time he gets hit by one of those big D linemen. So uh, right. I I mean we have, we have the same thing. I think um it's gonna be between Allen, like you said, and I'll give Burrow a shot for number one. Uh, Mahomes, my thought process was I have him like at four or five. I didn't really rank them, but if I'm I'm just looking at my list, I can rank it right now. It's the same thing you said. I mean, it's a new core. I mean, you have to think he Tyree Kill was the safety blanket every time. Just throw us a screen or a slant and he'll take it to the house. Now he doesn't have that. It's like, are you really gonna sit here and tell me Marquez Valdez Scanling is your number one receiver? Like he's the number yeah. one. I'm not gonna sit here and say he's not gonna have decent numbers, but as a wide receiver one in that Chiefs uh offense, I don't know about that. And Mm-hmm. Juju, he's going to take some t- – Sky Moore, I have some – I feel like he's going to have uh, good potential in the offense, but it's going to take time. He's a rookie. So, yeah, I think yeah. Kelsey's really going to be the only one producing numbers and whoever's the running back, which we'll get to later. But uh, yeah. we, have the same, we have the same list, but I have um, Lamar Jackson here at uh, oh. Kyler, Kyler Murray spot. I think a healthy Lamar uh, – a healthy Ravens O-line, they got the running backs back, the – I mean, bro, th- this dude, you want to talk about running QB? This is all he does. Like, he could throw, you know, but his offense mainly is, um, you know, running the ball. And I'm not I'm not going to sit here and be like that defensive coordinator that was saying he can win 12 MVPs. Yeah, and he'll never ridiculous. Be- yeah, like, stop. No, I'm just saying, like, he's a, he's a running quarterback. Like, that's that's what he is. So, um, that I mean, that's perfect for fantasy. Come on now. Like, that's that's all you, that's all you want. I, and I, I would have had Brady there, but I feel like he's going to take a little – step down so you know i don't want to wow. be too i don't want to be too there's, much of a homer but so, a, so you're not you're not thinking of wilson russell wilson anywhere well hey we're talking top five bro like we're I, about to get to I, our, I, our qb2s don't worry okay okay but Go ahead. um i'll start the list so i have tom brady um as my top qb2 if you want to if i'll we'll just go like top 10 so number six i have brady um, I, I still think he has good weapons. Obviously, he got your boy wow. Julio. Um, you know, I don't know how happy you were about that, but uh, we, we can get into that another day. But I, Evans, Godwin's coming back. They still have Bray. They got Rudolph. They have um Leonard Fournette. Like they're gonna be fine, Russell bro. Gage, Russell bro? Gage, bro. Like I didn't mean to forget my boy. Come on, we we're just hyping him up last episode or the divisional episodes that haven't been out yet. But when when you when you listen to it, you know what I'm talking about. But 
Um, I mean, bro, the offensive line is still good. They got my boy Shaq Mason in that bank robbery from the Patriots. So they're going to still be good. They're still going to be an elite offense. So that's why I have them there. I have Kyler Murray right here at seven. Um, you know, it's just the health. If he, if he was, if he could stay healthy, which maybe this is the year, but if he could stay healthy, I would put him up. I would switch him out for Lamar Jackson. Easy. Uh, numbers, number eight, bro. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, I have Jalen Hurts. I think he's going ah, so to so take a, take a leap, bro. I don't know. I just have at AJ Brown. I think, um, Sanders is going to have a good year. Miles Sanders. They have Goddard. They have all those young receivers that they drafted. So I, I think this is his year to kind of elevate. They're saying he's going to get a max potentially next year. I mean, this is the time to prove it, bro. You have all the weapons at your arsenal. Like, this is it right here. So yep. I have Hurts right here. And then to round out the the 9 and 10 spot, I mean, we don't got to really explain it. I have Aaron Rodgers and I have Russell Wilson. Um, okay. Rodgers, just because it's Rodgers. I mean, I understand that. Whew, you want to talk about a, a new receiving core right? when Alan Lazard's your, your new number one. I, I don't know how that's going to go, but um, it's it's still Aaron Rodgers. He's still going to get the ball in the right spot, and I think that matters with these young guys. So, um, you know, I think they'll be all right. And then Russell Wilson, it's it's the health for me, the same thing. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be a – I'm trying to keep my biases aside because fuck the Broncos, but – um, you know, again, with their, with their receiving core, we'll see. They're kind of young. That chemistry is going to take a while to develop. So, um, you know, but I still think he's going to have a good year for sure. No way. I, I don't have Aaron Rodgers in my QB2s list um, this season. I don't have him. I, I, but let me just say, I mean, I agree with the most part. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I agree. I agree. Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson. But I took Rodgers off this list. I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't trust him. Really, fantasy wise, I, I I think he's gonna have a great year, but I don't think I think he's gonna take a step back in numbers, um, in stats, and um, I think they're gonna force him to kind of run the ball more, uh, especially because he doesn't have Adams to feed all the time. I think yeah. Lazard is a good receiver, but he's not Adams like t- type level talent. So um, Rogers is not my in my top ten nor QB two's list. I think that is a, a quarterback you should probably wait till later rounds to get um, mm-hmm. for. Um, and then I also don't have Tom Brady. I, I kind of was just thinking of a mindset of, like you said, he's going to have a slower year, kind of, you know, let the team get together, kind of mash and get hotter as the season goes. And um, they got plenty of weapons on, on offense with running backs as well. So I don't, I don't think he's going to have the need to go off, especially in the division and the FC South sometimes. Like there's going to be times where they're going to be blowing teams out. Um, and they won't necessarily need Brady to chuck the ball fifty to sixty times, bro. So think, but that the the thing is, is they they revolve the offense just around him at the goal line. They'll make him throw like little fades. Like that's what I'm saying. He gets little cheap touchdowns. Like last year, he shouldn't have had as much as he had. I'm just like, yeah. bro, why are you running? Why are you throwing right here? Just run it in at the one. I don't that's know. the reason why I took him out and added Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr's QB too because Carr. he's gonna. He's going to throw the ball a lot this season, bro. He threw That's a lot true. last year, and I think he's going to continue to throw a ball a lot. They have no running game. What is it? Fucking Josh Jacobs and Kenny Drake. Like, I like Kenny Drake. I actually – we'll get to running backs, but um, I, I think – I Whoa. think – Okay. My bad. Go ahead. I think um, he's going to be approached with the same uh, 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 mindset as the Bucks, where they're at the goal line. They're not going to run it. They're going to just chuck it up to Adams or Darren Waller one-on-one. And that's where Derek Carr gets his touchdowns a lot. So I don't know, bro. Um, McDaniel's likes to throw in some runs in there. That's why they brought the fullback, uh, Jakob mm-hmm. Johnson, 
they're gonna run the ball. I don't I don't think they're gonna be chucking it like crazy. That's the and that's then, just uh, the McDaniel's offense. Go ahead. And then my last one is just Matthew Stafford. I I, I mean that mm. you got to put him in there, bro. He's got Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson this year, so yeah, pretty much the same squad, just kind of a few pieces here and there that got replaced. But he always finds a way to throw two touchdowns, bro, to keep him top ten every year. Stafford always finds ways to keep the stats relevant to be top ten. So I wouldn't doubt it this year, especially coming off a Super Bowl victory. He's he's <clears> primed <throat> to kind of continue that momentum moving forward. And Sean McVay loves Matthew Stafford and and his and his stats, so he's gonna make sure. Stafford gets fed um, every game, at least averaging at least two touchdowns a game, maybe three. So Stafford will stay top 10 for that reason. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm the only reason I put Rodgers is because he's Rodgers, bro. He doesn't turn the ball over. That's that's what you need in fantasy. You just need one to two mm-hmm. touchdowns and no interceptions or fumbles, mm-hmm. and you're good. Yeah. That's why I yeah. still have him there. He, he keeps the ball safe. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. Stafford's right there yeah, for sure. Carr, I, I have to see it. I'm like – I'm not going to go on this hype train yet. So I, I just have to see it first. But right. uh, I, I need to get to your running backs. There's no way you just say Kenyon Drake. We're going to get to <laughs> running backs in a little bit. There's no way. <laughs> All right, um, I'll, I'll, I'll read my running backs first. Uh, okay. Number one, Jonathan Taylor, after the year he had, I, I think it's, it's a no-brainer to put him up there. Um, but I feel like he's going to have that type of year where it's like, how McCaffrey had that crazy year, and then the next year he kind of fell off, and Derrick Henry, the same thing, then he got hurt. I feel like Taylor's going to take a step back, but it's like, hey, he's still going to get you good numbers, and I think he's RB1 right now on paper. Um, Number two, Eckler, just because of the passing game. I mean, Herbert, we've seen it all all the time. Like, they just, whenever they can't get anything, just check it down to Eckler, and, you know, they get – six, seven yards every time or a touchdown or whatever. Uh, Derrick Henry is my number three. He's coming off of that. All those injuries, like I said, it just – he breaks – every running back's going to break down like that. If you feed him 300-plus times a year and you don't really have any notable backup behind him, I mean, yeah, he's going to break down eventually. So, But I still think he's a top running back and he's going to have a good, another good year. Uh, four, I have Dalvin Cook. I mean, I, I think – with uh what's what's his name ah what's the head coach's name coming from Mike zimmer gone yeah yeah but what's the what's the new the new guy oh o'connell kevin o'connell yeah. i think coming from um mcveigh's offense seeing how they used acres and daryl henderson i think dalvin cook's gonna thrive in this offense and it's gonna have a good year and then i have uh joe mixon at five i just think we saw how important he was down the stretch and i think that's gonna carry over to this year so, yeah, and the Bengals' offense is going to be a, a top-five unit this year. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, those are my top five for my RB1s. Uh, my RB1s, it's pretty much the same. I didn't put Joe Mixon in this list. I kept CMC in there at, just slightly. I barely got him on there at number five. But everything's the same. Eckler, one. Uh, Taylor, two. Derrick Henry, three. And then Cook, four. Um, CMC is the only problem with him. Well, there's actually two. Of course, injuries is one. Yep. Um, can okay, stay healthy? And number two is the quarterback competition. I think that's going to hurt him. I really do. I do think, you know, having a quarterback competition, you don't know what quarterback's going to be there. And, I, and I'm a big believer, especially with the run-pass option nowadays, in having chemistry with your quarterback. I, I truly do think so. So I, I do <clears> think, <throat> um, 
you know, with not knowing who's your quarterback every week, I think that's going to hurt CMC stats. But I think the talent is there. I think the talent is always going to be there for him um, to kind of produce. So I I have him as QB1, just borderline. Um, But, I mean, that's the only disagreement I have with you with that. So just, uh, yeah. Yeah, I I have uh, McCaffrey at six. It's just the injuries, bro. I don't feel like you should waste a top six pick on McCaffrey every year just for him to be out. By week eight, I, I just because I, I've taken him when he had his good season, and I took him right after the next year and the year after, and he's just always getting hurt. And I'm like, you know what? Like, nah, I, I think he's he's RB two now just because of his health. He has all the talent, like you said, and yeah, I think uh, Mayfield, Darnold, or Corral, whoever wins this job, they're not gonna have the chemistry. And you know, to say that all those other QBs had the chemistry with him anyway. He's good. He's going to have chemistry with any with anybody, but it's going to be a revolving door at QB this year. I feel like Mayfield's going to get benched at one point. Darnold's going to get benched at one point, and then we'll see Corral. So, yeah, it's not going to help him out. And, yeah, the same the same reasons you have, but I, I had him below a mix-in. Um, and then at seven, I have DeAndre Swift. Um, I mean, bro, you, you should know more than I do. I mean, you had him. He was fucking carrying your roster at some points, bro. He just, he just liked that. And, and a Detroit Lions offense, I think you had him last year, if I remember correctly. But the Lions, they don't have nobody. It's just him. Like they, I mean, they have Amon Rossi Brown, and they have young pieces. But, like, he was the offense last year. And I think that's going to be the same this year. Uh, I have Najee Harris just because of the load. Um, again, they're going to be bad. They're going to be pretty bad. I mean, it's just – Trubisky and Picky, I'm not expecting too much. He's not really, he's probably going to get a lot of check down. So if you're in a PPR league, that's perfect. But um, yeah, I just, I still have him there because they're going to run the shit out of the ball with him. And then I have Aaron Jones and uh, Nick Chubb to round out the bottom. Jones, because he's with Rodgers and Rodgers likes to throw the ball to him. So that, that's all I need right there, you know, for a running back like that. And then Nick Chubb, I mean, the offensive line, bro. And then, Stefanski, he loves to run the ball, so that, that, I think that's that's easy to round up the top ten. But what, what, what you got? Let me well, let me hear it. I mean, DeAndre Swift is one that I I will agree. Um, yeah. He kind of carried me after, right? He can run the catch. He just gets injured. That's what got him QB two. Same as same situation as CMC, kind of a little different, I guess. But mm-hmm. injuries is what holds him back. Um, I do have Joe Mixon as QB two, borderline QB one. Or not, excuse me, not QB2, QB1, RB1, RB2. But I got him RB2 just because I know Burrow, I think his elevation at, at QB1 this year is going to kind of hurt Joe Mixon's stock a little bit. But I think overall he's he's up there as well. And mm. Najee as well, I think. with, But actually, I do think Najee's going to have a better year. Um, I don't mm. think he's already RB1 necessary, but I think he'll keep up the stats just because Big Ben's not there, bro. Um, and I know, like you said, you I'm kind of using that quarterback controversy as a positive where um, Big Ben not being there. Who knows? Maybe Kenny Pickett has a good season, bro, and it could help Najee Harris's his, his stock um, as far as the offense. So I'm going to have a little faith there. And then um, Javante Williams, that's a, that's a sneaky, mm-hmm. sneaky sleeper. Um, and we'll get to sleeper here. But that's one. I think Broncos are going to be scary, bro. They're going to love the ball, run the ball. They have been in the past few years. So. That's one to keep an eye on. I think um, he's not top five just because Melvin Gordon is there, but he'll he'll get tons of action and tons of TDs. So Javante Williams is kind of a sneaky pick. I think RB2 type. 
And then um, Alvin Kamara, bro, what, what, like no one's really talking about him. Like what's going on? He's always RB2 type at least. And, Isn't he suspended um, he can the run first a, four games? I know, but I think when he gets back, if, hopefully Jameis is there. I mean, I think he has good chemistry with Jameis. He can run. He can catch. He can make up for the loss he had. So, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I think Alvin Kamara is a borderline RB2 just because of his stats. But I think he's capable of, of being up there even despite the suspension. So, that's pretty much my list. Yeah, I, listen, I, we'll get to flexes. I mean, that two of the guys you just named, they're, like, right there. They just fell out of my top ten. Uh, but no hate to them. But let me let me hear these wide receivers, bro. Let's see what you got in that first group. <laughs> yeah, I mean, first group, uh, wide receivers, ones. Um, of course, Cooper Cup. Enough said, yeah. bro. I mean, you really can't argue yeah. that. And if you do, you're stupid. Uh, he's <laughs> our, our number one guy. Yep. Number two, I have Justin Jefferson. I think he's primed to mm. challenge Cup for the top spot, actually. But I think um, his touchdowns need to improve but with, with Cook getting red zone action when they're at the goal line and stuff. So, Overall, though, Justin Jefferson is primed to take the number two slot this year. Um, overall, for receivers and at number three, Jamar Chase, of course. He's going to challenge Justin Jefferson and Cup as well, but I like my chances with Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup more. But Burrow will look to throw to him, bro. That's his guy. He's been his guy yep. since the college days, and defenses are going to start doubling him. That's the only reason why I'm concerned, too. They're going to start looking at Justin and letting T. Higgins and somebody else kind of challenge him. Mm-hmm. Then number four, of course, Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen. That's his guy, bro. The, bro, the Bills love to give him looks. Um, I believe he's had four straight 1,000-yard seasons, so why not make it five this year? And um, mm-hmm. the only issue with him is kind of touchdowns. That's my concern with Diggs. But um, Josh Allen is going to continue to feed him the ball. So that that's guaranteed top five QB or, or w, wide receiver one. And then my last one, I can't – I, I kind of struggle to put him here, but Devontae Adams. Yeah. When you have Carr, who always loves to throw the ball, Carr just needed a receiver like Adams, and I think he's going to give him the Aaron Rodgers treatment, throw him the ball anytime at all costs, and he's going to just get it at all times. So Adams is borderline receiver one, receiver two, but I'm going to give it to him now just because of, of his talent on the field. Yeah, we, we have the same list. The, the only difference is um, I have Chase two, and then I have uh, Adams at four and Diggs at five. But uh, or I have Jefferson at three. So, I mean, it's the same list, just different order, but – yeah, I mean, Cup, no arguments. Don't argue with, with Cup being the number one receiver. You're just a Rams hater if you do. And yeah, he's just going to have another good year. I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to win the triple crown again, but um, he's going to have another season where he's just going to put up stupid numbers. So, I mean, there's no need to even debate that. Um, I, I, I think Chase, we've seen it. Like you said, that's his guy from college. I, he's just going to go to him at all costs. And we saw even when you double him, it's kind of like, mm, is that really going to work? Sometimes they were like, hey, double me. Go ahead and try. And then he would still catch some fucking crazy ass ball. So um, I, I think he's going to have a, a great year. Jefferson right behind him. Um, you know, my, my only concern with him is Cousins. I mean, we've seen we've seen him get frustrated with with him, with Cousins when he can't get him the ball when he wants to. And you know, hopefully that doesn't mess up their chemistry. Well, but who well, knows though with the new offense? Maybe. Yeah, maybe I, I, I think. Yeah, he he might get more touches in the running game, like end arounds and all that. Like I think O'Connell's gonna break out the, the Cooper Cup playbook for Jefferson. So I mean, they're they're right neck and neck for me, two and three, and then, um, Adams and Diggs. I mean, they're just reliable. They're gonna get the ball. Uh, you know, uh, Carr and Allen are just gonna throw it up to him or you know give him chances to get a get the yards, get the catches. Yeah, the same thing with the touchdowns with Diggs. I mean, he did, 
I don't know why. It's weird. You would think that guy would have a bunch of touchdowns, and then you look at the end of the year, and he has, like, six. And it's like, what the hell? But, you know, I feel like they have some more weapons there, and, you know, Allen just likes to distribute it. Whoever whoever can get the ball gets it. Dawson Knox, Gabriel Davis. So, yeah, I mean, it's the same list. I I, I think we're, we're on the same page there. Wide receiver, too, I, it's going to be a little bit different. I don't know. I, I want to hear yours first. I'll let you go first because I want to. I want to see what's up with this list. Go ahead with the uh, wide receiver twos. Oh yeah, Mike Evans is is my number my number six here slot. Um, I think that yes, the Bucks have a lot of weapons, but um, mm-hmm. they love to throw the ball to him in the red zone. I think Brady loves throwing it. Give him give him some touchdowns here and there. That's going to value his his stock more. So Mike Evans is up there, and then Keenan <clears> Allen does <throat> just been consistent, bro. Keenan Allen always. Somehow he's always in this ranking every year. No one really talks about him much, but you yeah. know who he is. We know he's he's made of. Herbert likes to throw to him a lot, so keep him there. Um, but I wanted to hear your thoughts on this one. Uh, C.D. Lamb, hear your thoughts on, yep. on him real quick before I continue. Nah. I wanted to hear what you think. No, nah, I mean, I have him there too. He's, okay. he's the number one in Dallas now, so. Yeah. I mean, there's no yeah, – I mean, Amari Cooper touches anymore. So, yeah, yeah. He's, he's for sure a wide receiver, too, this year. Yeah, I mean, he's the number one guy, of course, like you mentioned, and, and Dak throws a lot to him. So, um, he'll just get more touches. So, I have him here. I wanted to put him one, but I, I just don't trust the Cowboys offense just yet. Yeah. Um, so, I got him there, and then I got Amon St. Brown. Uh, I know Jameis Williams, J- Williams is, is hurt um, coming back from the injury. I know he'll play at some point, but I think, I think he built chemistry with Jared Goff. Um, I think golf is going to just throw him the ball a lot as a safety blanket um, there. And then I have uh, my last one is uh, Debo. I have Debo here. If mm-hmm. he plays, that's the only thing. If yeah. he plays, if he plays, he's potentially top five. Where you see the one, but that's the question. The big question of the day for him is if, if he's going to be playing. And if he does, if he's up here, if not, uh, we can just move on and get somebody else. In this so that's it for Debo. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. So I need to hear that. Why why do you why do you think he's gonna have a top ten season this year? Bro, I just think they're good. they're underrated. I think the Lions are gonna have a decent season. I don't think they're gonna be bad. But um he just went off at the end of the season, bro. The last few weeks of the regular season, he just this man was getting touches left and right and he was like the big waiver waiver wire pickup and his numbers were not lying. So I, I just think he's going to build momentum with golf heading into this season with confidence. I know we got more weapons now, but um, as we talked about with the Kelsey and the Chiefs, like, I mean, that Mahomes is going to have other weapons at some point to work with. But I think to start the year, while Monty Brown's going to get a lot of touches, a lot of touchdowns, a lot of catches, and um, it's going to continue to build that momentum throughout the year. So I wouldn't doubt it, man. I wouldn't. I, I have a lot of faith in Monty Brown. It could be a reach for folks wanting to get him, but. It may pay off. Yeah, I mean, my my only reason I don't have Amon Ross St. Brown like I, in the top twelve, I just feel like because of Jared Goff. Like, that's that's my huge, my biggest concern. I know he had a, you know, he was having some games at the end that were like okay, like he caught the game winner against Minnesota, like he was doing some things, but it's Jared Goff. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how much faith I want to put into a receiver on a Jared Goff led team, so. Um, especially now in his career. If you want to talk about Rams years with McVay, I think that's different. I feel like the system just helped everybody get the ball, but nah, I, I don't trust I don't trust Goff giving uh St. Brown any any consistent touches. So 
Um, but that that'd be crazy if he does. Like if he does have a you know top ten year, man, Julian Julian needs his flowers because he called it. I just <laughs> I'm I'm just telling you, man. The year before, Cooper Cup had a decent season. Um, and the only reason I know that is because my brother kept you know telling me this Cooper Cup kid is a steal, and then yeah. No one really talked about him being a top 10 guy last season at this point. And look at him. He was number one mm-hmm. uh, overall. And, and I think Amatsi Brown, he won't make the leap on Cooper Cup, will, but he will at some, like, some sort of leap. Yeah. No, I mean, we, we kind of have the same list. Um, so I have Debo, but I don't know. And this one, I, I kind of just threw it hard, like all over the place. So uh, I feel like Mike Evans or CD would be that number six. Um, I have Debo. I have uh, I I have Tyree Kill here, bro, and not for any reasons that um, you know, to say Tua is the most. You accurate see the way quarter. the way you feel, the way you feel about golf is more for about Tua. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel I feel you. It's like he's. I'm not gonna sit here and be like Tyreek and be like, oh, he's the most accurate QB of all time. But I still feel like um. McDaniel is going to find ways to get Tyreek the ball and Jalen Waddle the same way Debo was getting the ball. So um, that's my only reason I put him in a wide receiver to him because he's just fast, bro. You just give him a slant and he's gone. Like we were talking about with Mahomes earlier. Like that's all he would do basically. So, um, you know, I, I'm going to put Tyreek Hill there just because the, the ways they can use him. It's not only Tua throwing him the ball. Like he can get end arounds and sweeps and all that. Um, it's just a I, lot of questions with me, bro. With yeah, I, I understand why I, you put I agree him there. You. I agree Injuries, you know. Mm-hmm. I he just gets a deep ball, a screen. Yeah, I, I just I, can't. I can't. I just think he still puts up numbers regardless, even when he gets hurt. And that, that's why I don't have him at receiver, uh, wide receiver two or one, excuse me, because he's always hurt. So, uh, but he puts up numbers regardless. So that's why I have him there. And then um, I have AJ Brown here. And I know some people are going to be like, nah, fuck no, no way. But if we're expecting, like I am, like the people that are on the Jalen Hurts hype train, I feel like that's going to correlate with A.J. Brown's success in fantasy as well. And, you know, I think they're, they're going to it's gonna take a little bit for the chemistry. Obviously, new team. A.J. Brown's got to get adjusted. But I think, you know, he's, he's obviously going to be the number one target in Philly. And that's going to matter. I, I think he's going to have a good season. So. That's why I have him at number two. And, yeah, I don't know what you think about that, but. It's a, it's a fair list. I can see why you would put him there. I'm just kind of thinking more outside the box because um, yeah. I, I truly I truly don't I want to trust Tyreek Hill, but in a new system with a new quarterback, you know, with the injury problems he's always had, I, I can tell you this, he's bound to have a 250-yard a gain sometime at this season, and I think that's going to really AJ get his Brown? numbers to go no, not not talking Tyreek Hill. Um, oh, sorry. I was I talking about AJ bring... Brown. No, no, no. I, I think that but with AJ Brown, I was actually going to get to the next. Oh, with okay. AJ Brown, I can see where you're coming I was from. Like, oh shit. Um, <laughs> no, I can see where you're coming from with AJ Brown. Um, I he just never had a good season in Tennessee as yeah. far as what I expected. Um, I know he's had very good seasons number wise, but we've always expected AJ Brown to be like this, you know, wide receiver one, borderline type guy, um, the guy that's going to lead this team to victory and. He just never produced that. And I know they had Tannehill, but um, I, I, I don't know. That's just a lot of question marks for him. Mm-hmm. So that's why I didn't put him in there. All right. I mean, that's fair. I, I, I don't know. I was like, whoa, A.J. Brown 200. I'm going to draft him number one. God damn, 250 yards. 
Jeez, but uh, no, Ty- Tyreek Hill game. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like he's going to be in that wide receiver two category because there's those games where he has stupid numbers, and that's what keeps him up in the rankings because he has like one or two good games like that. So, um, yeah. Hey, again, to a big question mark, and I have the same concerns, but I still I still feel like McDaniel's going to help Tyreek get the ball. So, uh, tight ends. My first group, I'm going to just read it off real quick because I don't, I don't really feel like explaining it too much. These are the top five guys for a reason. To be honest, um, I only had I only had top five. I, I didn't. Oh. I was trying to find <laughs> tight end tunes. Yeah, I, I, don't I, think I can give you some. I feel like I could give okay. you some. But uh, I have one through five. I have Waller. I have Kelsey. I have Kyle, your boy Kyle Pitts, uh, Mark Andrews, and George Kittle. So I, I, I feel like Waller – he kind of had a breakout year last year. And, mm-hmm. you know, McDaniels, you know, he loves his tight ends. We know that. So I feel like, he, you know, Waller's going to be the beneficiary of the numbers this year in that Raider system. So I think uh, Waller's tight end one for sure. And obviously Kelsey, again, that's Mahomes' only consistent target right now. He knows they have the chemistry. They have all that. So, you know, he's going to be in the top of the rankings always. Pitts, I mean, I feel like he's going to have more touchdowns this year. That's my only only reason I have him in tight end one. I know he only had like two last year, but, you know, second year, he's going to get that boost. He's going to have more experience. He's going to know what he's doing. So I think he's tight end one for Maybe. sure. And then Maybe. Andrews and Kittle, um, you know, I feel like they're kind of the same. Obviously, Kittle's a different breed, but I just feel like Kittle's going to fall back because of Lance. Um I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how everybody's just putting their eggs in the Lance basket after all these reports and all of a sudden, oh, yeah, he's number, he's our QB1 and, you know, we're going to trade Jimmy G because we have so much faith. But all the time in the background was they don't think he's ready. He needs more time. And then coming into this year, I feel like because of all the picks they gave up, they have to give him a chance early. So, but still, Kittle's Kittle's a top guy, and he's still going to be up there. But I feel like he's going to take a little step back because of that, because of Lance. So, and then Andrews, bro, who does Lamar Jackson only throw the ball to? Mark Andrews. Enough said. Let's go. Yeah. What's your top five? No, I mean, first, I mean, Travis Kelsey, bro, he has to be. I mean, yeah, you mentioned it. There's nobody out there really can help. So Kelsey will get a lot of, a lot of targets. Number two, I got Mark Andrews. I, I want him to be number one, but. I think, like you mentioned, um, there's a strong run game in, in Baltimore. So, I think yeah. he'll lose a lot of touchdowns in the red zone potentially because of that. So, I wanted to give Mark Andrews number one because he'll stay at two. And then Kyle Pitts, I think that's the only thing the Falcons got going on right now in the offense without Cordero. So, um, but we'll talk How long about, is like, he out, by the way, Cordero? Cordero? Um, I don't know, actually. I'm not the top of my head. I know he's out for a few games, but mm. – um, Kyle Pitts, I mean, either way, I think he's going to be the welcome part of this offense. You know, take this this offense to the next level with, his, with another year in his belt. Kittle, I have a number four. Trey Lance on board. A lot of rookie quarterbacks love throwing to tight ends. I know Trey Lance yeah. is not a rookie quarterback, but this will technically kind of be his first season playing. So um, that's always a safety blanket for rookie quarterbacks. And then number five, of course, Darren Waller. He cannot forget about him. Carr loves to throw to him. And I know Adams is there to kind of take some touches away from him, but I still think Carr will never forget about him. And um, he won't have the season he had last year, but I think um, he'll still get touches. And that's really my top five in order. Yeah, I don't think there's there's too much to go in after that. Those are the top five. And if you think otherwise, then you're just a homer. And, you know, that's okay. But no, I, I mean, would... <laughs> 
<laughs> if, if you don't if you don't get a tight end like most if you don't get any of those five tight ends oh, you're, you're fine yeah 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 i agree yeah those days of getting like kelsey or prime gronk and like picks 40 and beyond no way that's over i just think running backs and receivers are just so important and especially with all the injuries yeah you need to stock up on those more than tight ends but um uh, you know, you, you said you didn't have like a, a real like, you know, six through 10. So I'll just read you mine. Um, number six, I had uh, Dawson Knox. Um, I think he slowly and surely every year he's been getting better and better. And last year it was kind of his breakout year. So I feel like he's going to, you know, really feed off of that and kind of go off. I, I think he obviously he's the number one in Buffalo tight end wise and um, you know, he, he's just, he's kind of unguardable at some points. Like when Allen just throws it up to him, I don't know how Knox does it, but he just puts his body in weird, weird spots and just comes up with those weird ass touchdowns or catches. But, uh, I have not have him at number six. Uh, I have Hunter Henry at number seven. That's Mac Jones's guy. That's the only reason I have him there. Um, you know, he was pretty much the whole offense last year. And I know it's going to look a little, obviously it's going to look way different with, Matt Patricia or Bill Belichick calling the plays, I have no idea. But um, you know, I still think he's gonna he's gonna put up numbers and he's gonna be up there. I have a uh, Dalton Schultz uh, from Dallas here at number number eight, and then I have a uh, Hawkinson and Ertz to round out the top ten. Um, you know, those are kind of really the only consistent tight ends in the league right now. To say there is one I have like right outside who's my sleeper. We'll, I'll, I'll keep them. I'll keep them locked away until we get to that category. But um, let's get okay. to flexes, bro. Let's see what you got. Let's. What, what's your top five flexes? Um, flexes. Um, so I mean, I put Depot in this list as well, just in case. Um, just yeah, just yeah. as mentioned, um, we we don't know what the situation is with him. Um, so I kind of put him at you know wide receiver two, but also flex option. Yeah. Um, excuse me if that doesn't go that route. So I have him there. And then I have um yeah, I have it all on give me a sec. Saquon. Saquon's a, a flex Ooh. in my opinion here. I only had five for flex, so Saquon's a flex to me. Um if you already have two of those running backs that we mentioned or two, you know, mix and match receiver running back, go ahead and get yourself a Saquon. Um he he will definitely produce, I think, this season and then um next one on the list is uh, AJ Brown, uh, he I, he was not on my list for the receivers, um, mm-hmm. but I think he'll be a good flex if he have two of those receivers already on the board. Yeah. Um, so enough said there. Um, number three, I have Cam Akers. Um, oh, okay. I think he's gonna have a solid season to the Rams. Like I said, McVay loved him. Now let me ask right you: here. do Do you think Henderson kind of takes touches away from him, or you think it's Akers until something happens? I think it's Acres until something happens. I think yeah. he, I think McVay loves Acres um, as his running back mm-hmm. and uh, barring injury, which I do kind of expect Acres to get some some losses of touches, just kind of keep him healthy, um, mm-hmm. hopeful. But that's why I got him at flex. Um, yeah. My number four flex um, is Nick Chubb. Um, I think okay. he's he has a possibility of being an RB two, um, RB one type guy, but. Man, when you have Kareem Hunt and there's no passing team or passing offenses here until Watson gets back, like that's gonna hurt him. And, yeah, um, he should be treated as a flex if you have too many backs, um, in my opinion. Um, and then the last one, 
Um, I have his uh, uh, J.K. Dobbins. That's also another flex that I have um, on there. Uh, just because I don't know what to expect from the Ravens' offense this year. Yeah, I fully expected him to be RB two before he got hurt, but you know that injury happened, and um, he should be treated like a flex. Don't 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 go out there and reach. You don't know what to expect, especially post injury, J.K. Dobbins. So um, kind of treat him as a flex. Um, you know, see what you get. I, I I usually like looking at flexes as opportunity type guys that you know aren't really you know looked at a much. I know Chubb is, but these are guys that I. I don't want to value too high um, and kind of just, if they're there, take them and not, it's fine. You don't have to lose mm-hmm. sleep over it. So those are my only five after flexes. What? You don't have 10? Or you want to save those for your sleepers? Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had a few more, but like I said, I want to keep some for sleepers. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get to that, that um, after this and kind of All right. go through each one. So, I mean, I, I already – you talked about him earlier. I told you he was right outside. I have Javante Williams as my number one flex. Um, I mean, they're going to run the ball, you know. I, I just feel like uh, Gore I, – I don't know why they're so adamant. Maybe not hacking. I don't feel like maybe it's a different coaching staff. Maybe it'll be different. But I don't know. Gordon, why are we taking touches away from Williams to give Gordon shots? I don't know. Gordon's a goal line back at best now. Like, come on, stop it. We need to give – Williams the ball as much as we can if I'm the Broncos and I don't have to explain myself for that. Uh, number two, I have Kamara right there. I, I, the suspension is one thing. And then I don't know. We'll see. He, he obviously he's a threat in the passing game, but we'll see if uh, Winston can stay healthy and coming off of ACL. We'll see how he, how he is mentally. Cause that can always play a factor into it. If, um, you know, he's not all the way there and he's kind of scared to take hits or something like that, which I'm not saying he is, but you never know. And, you know, I, I feel like if Simeon's in there or somebody else, it's going to be a problem. But you, can't, you you just shouldn't be playing Kamara if, you know, it's not Winston. You know, that's just my opinion, though. Um, number three, I have Keenan Allen. I mean, you said it. He, he's very under under the radar. But I feel like there's times where, you know, he just kind of gets locked up. And to have a top 10 kind of season, you get, you have to have consistent games. And there's times where him and Mike Williams would just be all over the place. So, uh, you know, I feel like Herbert always goes with the hot hand when it comes to his receivers. So it, I feel like it's not going to be as consistent, but it's a good flex. You'll get 13-plus points a game from him for sure, and that's what you want from that position. Um Number four, I have Leonard Fournette. Um, you know, I, I just think we've seen it. The offensive line is good. Brady likes to check the ball down to him every now and then, like you said, for a flex. That's kind of all you ask for. You just need you just need 13 points. And you'll be, I think you'll you'll have a winning roster as long as your other positions are set. You just have flex for a luxury at you know at some points in the season. So um and uh five. I'm on the fence, but I'm going to have to put Hopkins in here just because, you know, the, the bulk of the load. And I, like I said, I know Kyler Murray, he, he, he can get hurt a lot of the times, but I still feel like no matter who the quarterback is, Hopkins is always going to be a top 15 receiver in the league. So as far as fantasy goes, so I, I just think that's, that's pretty easy. And then uh, I will ask you any, anything you disagree with or, see like what the hell what are you thinking kind of player no i mean the keenan allen one i just i'm high on keenan allen yeah but, i mean 
it's it's just how you view the Chargers offense with mm-hmm. who you prefer, Eckler or Kim Allen, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But the D-Hop one was a good one, actually. I didn't think of that one. I actually like that. I might even put him in my flex. Um, I didn't even have him on my flexes. So I'm not just, you know, injuries – or not injuries, excuse me, suspension. It's going to hurt his value, but uh, I, I like that as a flex. Treat him as a flex um, because he is going to put up numbers when he gets back. It just won't be enough for him to get some sort of value at, like, you know, wide receiver two, wide receiver one. So I like that. I'm the only thing I would agree. Yeah. Um, and then for my other – my six through ten, I had um, Gabriel Davis. I think he's going to have a sneaky good year. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take three out of here. I want to put him somewhere else, but – We'll just do top seven for me right now. I have Gabriel Davis, and then you might you might look at me crazy, bro, but I I don't know. It's going to be hard for me not to put him here. Nah, I'll, I'll save him for sleepers. I'll put Allen Robinson here at seven. Um, and that McVay offense, bro, we saw Odell thrive when he got there, and he was he was there like midseason, so, and he still put up good numbers. And with Beckham not being there, who knows if he's going to re-sign with them or not. But either way, he's not going to be there for this whole year, basically, unless, you know, his recovery as, is as quick as Cam Akers coming from a torn Achilles is. Uh, we probably won't see him until playoffs, and it won't even matter at that point fantasy-wise. So I think Robinson's going to step right into that role. And, you know, this is finally an offense where – he doesn't have to, oh, my God, I don't have a QB to throw or, you know, my QB doesn't have a line and I'm not even getting, you know, the middle of my route and he's already getting sacked or he's throwing it away. So, you know, this is the the first time I would feel like in his career where he's at a luxury where he's like, just fucking run your routes, do, you know, play hard, run, run hard and you'll get touchdowns and you'll get yards. So, you know, I, I think he's up there as far as flexes go. And yeah, the other ones I'm going to save for later for other categories. So. That's my top seven. <laughs> That's a good one. I was actually going to keep them for, for the segment later, but I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you. I'll just keep them here with the flexes. Allen Robinson, uh, I think he's he has good value, but I think he's not wide receiver two, wide receiver one, just because of Cup's, you know, high ceiling. Um, I think Cup's going to have another great year, which will diminish Robinson's potential. Um, but at the end of the day, I think he is a good flex option here to have. Um, yeah. Just because of what you said. I, Odell was a great flex last year in fantasy. A, a great, great flex. And uh, Robinson would just kind of take over that that role with the with the Rams. Yeah, Gabriel Davis might be a little high for you, but I just think what he did in the postseason and towards the end of the year in the postseason, he kind of stepped up, and I feel like he's gonna, you know, come off of that season so or come off the end of the year performance. So that's why I have him there too. But uh, we can save defenses and kickers for. I want to hear your sleepers. Go ahead, give me your list. I want to hear it. Oh wow! You want to go for you want to go for sleepers right away? Okay. Yeah, defense um, and kickers, and we we can say that for the end. Nobody okay. nobody's really picking that high in the draft. So, go ahead. so I already mentioned a, I already mentioned a few. I mean, um, I'll start from the bottom high, top. So number okay. ten, I have Saquon. He was mm. a sleeper for me. I, I put him at flex, but sleeper just he's a hundred percent now. Not a lot of people people kind of gave up on him, um, just because of his injury. But I think he'll be back. So he's a sleeper. Number nine, I got Gabriel Davis. I'm actually that you're bringing him mm-hmm. up. He's a sleeper. Josh didn't love throwing to him at the end of the season. As you mentioned in the playoffs, he had a good season. I think he's going to continue that momentum heading into the regular season. That's why I didn't have Diggs as, like, a top three because of Gabriel Davis. But overall, that's a very, very sneaky pick. Anybody listening out there, this is this is where you get the cream of the crop. This is where you get 
you separate the good teams from the great teams is when you get players like like a Gabriel Davis on your squad for a very low value. So him on uh, number eight, I got Drake London just being biased. I think Kyle Pitts is going to get majority of the touches, but with Cordero out for a few games, I think Drake London will get um, get some chemistry going with Mariota or uh, or Ritter, whoever's out there. And then number seven, Kenyon Drake. Um, this is where I was talking about with running backs. I, I think he's going to be going to be a sleeper. I don't think he's high valued as the other running backs we mentioned, yeah. but. Um, I think Josh Jacobs is kind of getting washed, um, and I think McDaniels is going to love a Kenyon Drake-type player as his running back in his scheme. So I, I think he's a sleeper as well, kind of keep an eye on his situation. Uh, number five, I have Chase Edmonds. Um, I just think, Ooh. like I said, like I mentioned with with the other running backs, I think he's in a new place, new face, um, kind of something he needed, a new scheme. So I, I think he's going to kind of dwell – um, and do good with the run pass option there. Um, and number four, I have Njoku. Uh, listen, they, they they lost, you know, a couple of good pieces at receiver. But I think at the end of the day, whether it's Watson, Watson loved throwing to tight ends when he was there. But if it's not Watson, you'll, you'll expect, you know, Jacoby Brissett or somebody. Um, any quarterback who is not a Josh Allen type guy or a Mahomes, tight ends are always their safety blankets. And I think Njoku will finally get touches, especially with Austin Cooper gone. So, um, that's a sneaky one. Number number four, I have Russell Gage. Um, we've already mm-hmm. talked about it plenty of times. Godwin, Godwin will get good looks. Mike Evans will get the TDs. But I think Gage will be the leading yard getter um, in that Buccaneer squad. Mm-hmm. Um, he will be kind of t- at least top two as far as receiving yards. And then um, number three, I have Justin Fields. Uh, I brought a quarterback into this list. Um, keep an eye on him. I know there's not a lot of expectations with him with really no weapons and no, no line, but I think now that he's got his rookie season out of the way, I think he's kind of understanding what it takes to win in this league and what it takes to be great. And uh, Mooney, Mooney's another sleeper I had in here, but I took him off just because I added Justin Fields. Um, so just kind of keep an eye on that combination between the two. Those two are very good, valuable picks. Um, and then number two, I have Dallas Goddard. Um, okay. This is my sleeper that I didn't mention in the tight end section. Um, I actually think he has capability of passing Waller as a number five tight end guy in this fantasy thing um i i truly do think he's gonna have a tremendous season i really do i I think hurts loves throwing to him um and if like you mentioned earlier if we're expecting him to have the year that we that we we expect Mm -hmm. there's gonna be a lot of balls gonna be thrown and it's not gonna just be ag brown catching up so dallas goddard will get it a lot um and i I truly do think he's gonna be a top top 10 tight end um maybe not challenge kelsey or andrews but he will have be in the discussion that is a huge sleeper to get Folks, you could take that to the bank. And then my number one guy, this is a huge risk, but this is the guy I'm going to take a lot of risk on. And I'm going to be pissed at you because you're going to use this against me when we draft. James Cook. Um, I truly, mm. truly do think he's going to have a great, great season in Buffalo. Um, Buffalo's always been needing a running back, um, a running back who can kind of carry the load. Um, and that's truly what they're missing in Buffalo is, is a guy like James Cook. Um, to, to kind of take over that running back committee. So um, I do think he has the potential of, of, of going off, maybe like a Najee Harris type year last year. Um, you know, and I do think he's going to – he's a good favorite to win rookie of the year uh, if, if, any of, if none of these quarterbacks go off. So James, James Cook? Cook? Yes. Rookie Cook. of the year, James Cook. Yes, I truly Whoa. do think – I think he's going to have a Najee Harris type year. I really do. Like I said, the Bills are expecting – or are wanting a running back um, 
to carry this offense. You know, I know they have Josh Allen and Savon Diggs, but they're missing a running back. And if James Cook can step up, which I truly do think he could because he did it in Georgia, man, oh, man, this this team, this Bills team is going to be unstoppable. And James Cook will be in the running for rookie of the year. This is my biggest sleeper in fantasy. He's going to have good numbers. Man, I didn't know we were on first take, dropping these takes. Sheesh. James Cook, rookie of the year. I did not expect to hear that. But, okay, I, I – I, I'm wary about Bill's running backs, but, hey, they took him for a reason. They obviously don't have faith in Singletary or Moss. So, yeah, I mean, he could have a year. I, I didn't even have him in my sleepers, to be honest. It's not even, a, not even a dig at him. I just want to see how involved he is in the offense early and just kind of take it from there. But yeah, that could be one for sure. I mean, he, he's kind of just – no one's kind of even thinking about him right now, but – that's honestly all they're missing in that offense. And if they have – if Cook is anywhere close to what you're saying, he doesn't even have to be all that. Just 70%, they, they might be the, like the complete odds-on favorites for the AFC. Like nobody would be touching them if they added a running game. Oof, that'd be tough. But uh, no, those, that's a good list. Um, you know, Saquon, it's kind of surprising he was in there. But, um, yeah, I don't have any issues with your list, so – we had Russell I mean, to James. be honest, though, like, who's who's thinking of Saquon right now? No one is. I, I really don't think people are saying, I want to get Saquon as my second running back. For a good reason. I, I, I don't think so. I, I think people are, I have kind of lost faith in him just because of his injury history. And people, people are going to make a mistake for that. I, I, I can truly do see that happening. So that's why I have him as a sleeper, just because a lot of folks are, are thinking that way. Mm. I mean, we'll see. I want to let's see how Dayball uses them, but Saquon just can't stay healthy. You want the, he's like Christian McCaffrey 4.0 with staying healthy. He just can't do it. He's made out of glass, and um, I, I'm I'm weary about his health. I'm I'm Daniel Jones is a QB O line kind of weird. I don't know. I, I just kind of I can't put my any egg in in that basket as far as uh, having faith in Saquon in fantasy this year, but. Who knows? Maybe I'll eat my words. But um, from the bottom, uh, number 10, Ronald Jones. I, I think you nobody's talking about Ronald Jones going to the Chiefs, but I think what he did in Tampa, he was very consistent when he got the ball. I mean, he, he he's a hard runner. But, again, Leonard Fournette just, just showed, hey, if you can't stay healthy, I'm going to take your spot, and that's kind of the deal. If he can stay healthy – he, he might be one of the biggest sleepers in fantasy, just the way uh, Kansas City uses their running backs. No faith in Edwards Hilaire this year. Um, he's going to have a decent year, but as far as fantasy goes, nothing to really talk about. And I think that's where, where Ronald Jones steps up. They got him on a year contract for a reason, that the veteran minimum, I believe. Um, and I feel like it's they're, they're going to get their money's worth. I just feel like he's going to be so, some sort of a difference maker on that Chiefs offense. And... You know, I, I think he's a big sleeper this year. Uh, number nine, I have Jacoby Myers, and he's kind of like a safety blanket for Mac Jones. And, he, you know, that chemistry was developing at the end of the year. And I, I, I just think he's going he's gonna to be more involved in the offense than he was last year. He's obviously the clear number two in that offense. So I think that's going to play a big part. But, again, Patriots players, it's hard to draft them. It really is because they just they they go with whoever whoever they want that week is like all right we'll throw and we'll put names on the dartboard and whoever it hits will will feed you the ball that week. So 
that's kind of how I see it. But uh, number eight, I have a Ken Walker the third from the Seahawks. Um, Pete Carroll loves to run the ball. We know this too. He loves running the ball so bad that it, it ran Russell Wilson right out of town. I mean, it's just it's it's unbelievable like that. that he he runs like the, he's so hard headed that he runs the ball like I need to run the ball. And they got Ken Walker. I know you know some people. I saw some noise making like oh you know that's a good pick. They're gonna run the shit out of the ball. Chris Carson just retired yesterday, so he's it's gonna be him or Rashad Penny and. I have no faith in Rashad Penny. So I think Ken Walker is going to step right into that wide, or excuse me, running back one role. And if he does, I mean, sleepy sleepers right there. I'm Everybody's snoring on that sleep, right? It's just, I think he's going to have a good year. And especially with Drew Locker, Geno Smith, no, no passing game in sight. Yeah, it's going to be Ken Walker season in Seattle. Um, number six. I have Pat Fryer moved from the Steelers. Uh, this is where I had, I took out a tight end that I had put him in the sleepers because I think even with Mitchell Trubisky or um, Kenny Pickett, like we always say, tight ends are just the safety blankets for any QB. And, you know, he, he had some good games last year. I just feel like he can have a way bigger role. And I feel like they know that the offense is really him, uh, Deontay Johnson and Najee. I feel like Friermuth is going to have a good year this year. So I have him there. Um, I have Devontae Smith. I think, again, it goes back to what we were saying about Hurts. Somebody's going to get, you know, a bulk of the load. Obviously, I believe A.J. Brown is. Uh, you think Goddard is. I, you know, it's, I feel like it's going to be evenly distributed past Brown. So you could, you're good with Goddard or Smith here. But I think Smith, year, year two, I think he's just going to have a, a good sophomore season. And, you know, I feel like he's going to be a top 18 receiver in fantasy, which is good. That's, I guess, that's flex sleeper category so I, I have them there uh where am i at uh so i think you'll like this one I, I i have van jefferson in here i think he's gonna be you know we have alan robinson we have cooper cup i i think van jefferson he he showed some spurts last year he can get the deep ball and i think mm-hmm. with odell with odell again bro it's it's gonna be those three so i think van jefferson can take advantage of those opportunities and um I think he's going to be there and with as far as top 20 goes with receivers. I think he's going to be up there. But, okay. you know, it doesn't sound like you're too keen on it. So that's that's fine. Uh, no, it's just I mean last year he didn't he didn't do much. I expected more. Yeah. I know Dell arrived but like, you know, it's just he had the opportunity to be the number 3 guy and he didn't he didn't show much potential in being the number three guy and I, I just don't I mean with Robinson replacing Odell, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. And I know Woods is gone, so that he has the opportunity, so it's up to him. I think he's going to thrive, and maybe he won't. But um, I have Tony Pollard in here as well. I don't trust Zeke. Um, he can't stay healthy. Even when he is healthy, he just he doesn't look good. Like midway of the season, he just doesn't look good anymore. So Pollard, you could tell he was fighting for that number one spot. They couldn't give it to him, I guess, out of respect for Zeke. But, you know, I could tell they wanted to at times, and – you know, I don't know. I don't know. They were at, at the end of the year, they were splitting carries. So I think at some point, if Zeke plays shitty, I think Tony Pollard could have the number one job. And you know, Dallas loves to run the ball and they drafted a, a rookie O-lineman for that reason. So I think that's going to play into factor. And I think I'm at my last one, but 
my number one is Russell Gage. I mean, that that's you you have to put him there. I, I think I am me and you were on the same page when we did the division previews, which will be out eventually. Um, you know, Evans, Godwin, Julio is not really gonna take care of touches away from Gage. Julio has to stay healthy and show us something, but Gage, I think he's a reliable target and I don't, I don't know, bro. It's kind of it's kind of hard to like say that he's not gonna have a good year this year. That's why Brady recruited him. Saw what he did in Atlanta. He's consistent, and you know he doesn't have a hundred plus yard games all the time. He has like seventy to eighty with a bunch of catches. So that's that's what you need at a flex position, at a sleeper position. So I think he's gonna have a great year this year, and I think that was my bold prediction. He's gonna be the third best receiver in this division this upcoming year so um yeah take that with, with what you will but that's it i think yeah that's it so what do you think what what's good no, what's happening i mean van jefferson well, the, yeah i mean that one i i was actually more impressed than the other one that you brought up with oh uh, uh, ken walker oh well, yeah i like i like that one now that i really think about it the seahawks I wasn't really thinking sleepers there because I think the team's going to be super trash. I think DK, and we'll talk yeah. about bus, but I think DK is one of those, and I'll bring it up why. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That was a good point, though. It's a good point. Pete Carroll loves running the ball. I think that's why Wilson did leave. Um, and um, now that Carson just announced his retirement, which is perfect timing on our end, I think that is going to affect his value a lot. And yep. he may not even be a sleeper anymore if we really think about it. But he could be still just because he's a rookie and – yeah, I, I can definitely, definitely see why. I, I really like that. I'm actually adding that to my list. That's because some people are going to say Penny because he's been there and he's the veteran, quote-unquote. But I just think Ken Walker was explosive coming out of college, so I just think that can translate. He's going to just get a bulk of the carries early. So that was my whole thought process. And for sure, the Seahawks are going to be garbage. I didn't even think of Lockett or Metcalf in these categories, so – um, for those reasons, not that they're bad players, it's just they don't have a QB. So uh, let's get to your your bust. I call it fool's gold. Everybody, there's always some people that go are way too high with some of these guys. That that's why I call it fool's gold. But let's go, Julian. Bust. I need number one through ten from the top. You want me to start from the top? From the top. Who's the bust of all busts this year? Aaron Rodgers. Oh, um, hot take. Ooh. I I. Th- Dude, he has nobody to throw to, and I know he's good. He's the baddest man on the planet. And Jones. Magazine, but, I mean, yeah, but I think <laughs> that's the only weapon. I mean, yeah. who do you have, bro? And I know he's good, <laughs> but he's he's going to be reached. I, and you brought him up as your top, you know, five or ten. I forgot what it was. I think you put him at QB2 um, or QB1. Bottom. It was the bottom. Oh, Q, yeah, yeah, it was QB1s, but it was like I had him at like four or five, I think. But. Yeah, dude, but I just I don't understand, man. I don't know why. He's always had a guy like Adams that he can throw to a lot. And now this year it will be kind of a, his first year, in my opinion, that he's playing without a, a bona fide elite receiver in the league and the team. So mm-hmm. a lot of question marks. I, I Listen, when he started, he had Greg Jennings, James Jones. And I know those names aren't like wow names, but those were reliable receivers, you know, really good solid receivers. And, yeah, you know, after that he had Adams, and now this year he's got what Lazard. So, I I think it's he's not going to have as a good of a season. He's not going to win MVP. I can tell you that. Um, he not. is not. The Packers will win football games. So we'll say that right now. They have a weak mm. division. 
They will win football games, but Rodgers is not going to put up those numbers that you expect a QB1 slash QB2 to put up. He's not going to do it. That's why he's my biggest bust. Just, you know, folks, if you could take my advice, you don't have to. But that, I am going to dodge Aaron Rodgers unless I see him in the later rounds. Like, I'm thinking eighth round, seventh round, then I'll start considering getting him. But that's my number one bust. Number two is Cordero. I hate saying this. Mm. It pained me to say this, but Cordero is my number two. I don't think he's going to have the year he had last year. I think they're going to shift him to receiver more um, just based off of the need of a receiver. And I don't think he's going to produce as, as good in numbers as he did as a running back. So, and plus defenses are kind of starting to look at how to defend him better. So um, I, I unfortunately don't think Cordero is worth getting that high. Um, I know folks would disagree just because folks got him low last year and he ended up producing, but Mm-hmm. Don't don't be too high on the Falcons offense, really, at all in general. Trust me. I know Kyle Pitts may be the only one worth looking, but um Cordero won't be that guy. I I don't I don't I'm gonna avoid him as much as I could too. And then Zeke at three, good lord. I, I'm gonna avoid Zeke. I'm taking him off my board in general. <laughs> Dude, Zeke just paying attention to the Cowboys last year living in Dallas. Like people tell me Zeke is not gonna be good. And then, you know, like you mentioned earlier. Um, you know, Pollard's got touches and it seems like Pollard's it's gonna it's prime to get the number one role at some point. And yeah. don't get Zeke, guys. Do not get Zeke. He's he there's no there's no like potential in him getting back that number one guy like how he used to be. Do not get Zeke. Avoid him. <laughs> don't draft him. Number four, Josh Jacobs. O line isn't good and it's still not good. Mm-hmm. Um McDaniels is probably gonna want to move on from him, like I mentioned earlier. I think he's gonna lean toward Drake more. So yeah, don't get Jacobs. He might get a couple touchdowns here and there, but he's kind of at the twilight of his career and, and it seems like the Raiders coaching staff may be ready to move on from him. So, you know, just avoid him as well if you can. Um good solid maybe second flex as you know, a buy fillers as I like to call them, you know, just kind of fill in some spots when folks are on buy. But that's it. Aaron Jones is my number five. I don't think he's a big bust. But AJ Dillon's slowly beating him out, dude. I, I do. I truly think so. So um I, I think he's not gonna get as many touches as, as he did in the past. And um, you know, as mentioned with AJ Dillon, I think that's gonna be another reason why he doesn't produce as good as, as folks expected him to. So um that's my number five. Um and then number six, um I, unless unless you want to mention your five and then I can mention my uh, last one. So yeah, I can do that. Number one for okay. me is Saquon. Um Wow. Health. Okay. Health, uh, I, I, I guess that means that's fair. Yeah. I I uh, I have to see it. I mean, right now I don't trust him at all. He could be at, at my last pick. I I would still hesitate to pick him. I mean, it's just the health. I I don't know. It, it's that type of thing where, even when he was healthy, it just didn't. They look like they knew what to do with him. And maybe Dayball now they'll have a system and, you know, where Daniel Jones can give him the ball more often less turnovers, things like that. But I, I don't know. I just have to see it first, but he's my number one. Number two is Christian Kirk. Um, all that money. I, I don't know. I, I don't see, I don't know what the Jaguars see in him. That's, that's why receiver one money. That's like top, top five receiver in the league money, not in just fantasy, just in general, like to get that much money, you need to be a top five receiver in this league. And he's not. And I feel like, you know, Doug Peterson's going to rely on him to, you know, get a bulk of the touches and things like that. I don't know. I just don't see it. And I think, you know, you just need to stay away from him in general. And maybe like, like you said, like a bi-week filler, you know, you need a receiver and he's on the waiver wire. I guess pick him up for a week and then you could drop him the week after. But 
I just I wouldn't go near Christian Kirk. Um, number three is I put them I, I put both of them here. It's funny that, that we were talking about them earlier. Dev, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, just the Bills uh, running backs in general. Stay away from them. I mean, like I said, James Cook, maybe he could step into that role. Again, I, I just feel like he's a rookie. I need to see how they use him first. But he has potential to be there. But those two, uh, some of the most inconsistent running backs you can have in fantasy, stay away from them. It, health isn't even an issue. Like, Zach Moss, is, Zach Moss is getting healthy scratches last year. I mean, he's just – I don't know what's going on in Buffalo that they don't have faith in the only two running backs they have. But Yeah, um, that pissed me off last year. I, yeah. I stuck to Zach Moss all year with the hope that he was going to break that if he never fucking did. Yeah, so those two – Immediately stay away, but I'll bunch them into one because, you know, I'm not going to put two spots and waste them. Um, number four, I have David Montgomery from the Bears, the running back. I, I know O-line. He, he has decent games where he gets over 100, but it takes like 30-plus carries to get there. They just have no O-line, and I don't understand why the Bears haven't really prioritized that, especially with the young QB. Um they have no passing game. It's really going to be all in the running game. So, you know, maybe he'll get a little boost, but I still think you should stay away from him. As far as, as, far as picking early, like some people were picking Montgomery in the 60s last year. That's just absurd. There's no way. And he's always projected like oh, like close to 300. Now, just stay away. Get him in the later rounds at the end of the draft. If he's there, go ahead, pick him. But top picks, no, no way. Uh, I had Jacobs too. I had Josh Jacobs as well. Same reasons you had. I just feel like he's kind of he's washed up. I don't know. It's funny. It's weird to say that he's only like what year five and he's washed up, but he just can't stay healthy. And even when he is, he just doesn't find the lanes. He, he kind of reminds me of Trent Richardson light. Like he just can't find the lanes. Um, can't read the field. And you know, supposedly he was supposed to be involved in the passing game, and that still hasn't played out all all the way. So. Yeah, I, McDaniel's will rely more on Drake for sure, but um, yeah, those that's my top five. We had one of the same, so. Um, um you want me to continue my list? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so my last five, I have uh, Amari Cooper, no quarterback, Ooh. too many weapons on that offense for the Browns, like Njoku, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. So, and I never really trust him in Dallas. Now that he's yeah. in Cleveland, it's, it's even worse. So. That's a big bust to look at. Mac Jones, you're going to hate me for this one, but I, I, he had a good rookie season, but he might take a step back. Just the offense didn't improve much, bro. I didn't, He's just I'm not, not a fantasy quarterback. That's yeah, it. I was like, there's not been many offseason additions with the Patriots for me to kind of, you know, pick him. Um, even if there's – I think I would look at more quarterbacks over him at fantasy. Um, so, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dodge him as much as I can. Um, number eight, I have Hunter Renfro. As a bust as well. Ooh. He was a he was a consistent receiver last year for the Raiders. But now you have Josh now you have Josh McDaniels in there. They're gonna love to throw the Adams. We were just talking about Waller earlier. Kenyon Drake. I think Hunter Ruffo will be the odd man out. I, I truly he, he's gonna get catches. He's gonna have some good games here and there. But I think a lot of people are expecting highly of Hunter Renfro despite getting Adams. Um, and I think he's just gonna be overvalued. Um, kind of kind of the third, maybe fourth line in touches. Um, number nine, I have Michael Thomas, mm. uh, Mr. Slant over there. Slant, they have Landry and Olave. So mm. I don't think Michael Thomas is going to be as good of a receiver as he has been in the past fantasy wise. I think he's going to lose touches, especially because he has no chemistry with Trevor fucking Simeon and 
uh, Jameis Winston if he comes there. So I think Winston's going to find a guy that he loves to throw a lot, but it will not be Michael Thomas. I'm thinking Olave will probably be the guy. Hmm. Um, and then my last one, Jerry Judy um, from the Broncos. I think he's a bust as well. I get it. Banner is clinching his fist right now, bro. I can't yeah, bro. <laughs> nah, I don't want to hear from him either because he had Drew Locke as his guy last year. But oh, yeah, Jerry Judy, listen, this is not to discredit the offense of the Broncos. They're going to be elite. They will be the great team on offense. But there's going to have to be an odd man out. Sutton will get touches. Tim Patrick will get, overtake Judy from being productive. So oh, I, I, I think Judy's going to be the third guy. Maybe fourth or fifth with Melvin Gordon being a pass catching running back and Javante Williams maybe even getting some action in there. So, um, yeah, I think Judy will, is is going to be valued high. Any receiver in the Broncos will be valued high, and rightfully so. I think Sutton and Tim Patrick will be the ones, but that's it, not Judy. I'm a little bit surprised on your Renfro being a bust, just because he's kind of like that prototypical Edelman, you know, getting in between the numbers. I know he's. It's a little more dynamic than Edelman, but I'm just saying that's that's a McDaniel's staple in a in his offense. Just the type of receiver that he can get, you know, quick passes out to. I, I don't think he's gonna be as big of a bust, maybe like you're saying, but I mean, yeah, he'll step down from what he did last year for sure. That's only just because of Adams. Adams just takes so much offense away from anybody. But I still think Ranfro could be a flex. I know I didn't have him there, but He's kind of outside. I don't think he's going to be a bust, though. That's my only, I guess, shock that you had, but just me. But I don't know what you were thinking. Like, if, you know, you're just saying Adams is going to take everything away from him and that's it? No, I mean, the Waller, too. I think yeah. Waller is also a big factor. And then I mentioned, mm-hmm. I, I truly do think Kenyon Drake's a sleeper. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I think people are underestimating what he can bring to the table in offense, so. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I don't be surprised if Renfro he's gonna have a decent season, just not the season people are expecting. That's why he's a bust in my book. Mm-hmm. That yeah, makes sense. Um, let's see, where am I at? Okay, so number six, I have Deontay Johnson. Um, just because I don't trust any quarterback right now, and maybe Kenny Pickett can be that guy. But Trubisky, come on, bro. Trubisky, like we're and the reports are coming out saying he's in the driver's seat for the QB one. So it's like, I mean, hey, if that's if that's the you know ship you want to go down with, I guess. But we know how Trubisky is. Just he's he can't stay. He's not consistent. He's not accurate, and that's gonna be a problem for a guy like Deontay Johnson. I know he plays a little more in between the numbers, but I still feel like they like to hit him with the deep ball, and that's why. Big Ben loved him so much, but um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't think it's going to take a while for him to get any consistent numbers. So I have him there. Uh, I have Juju here at seven. Um, He, again, he kind of fell out of the Steelers rotation anyway, before he left, but you know, I I just think it's going to take time for him to develop chemistry with Mahomes. He'll have decent numbers, but to start him in fantasy, He's a bi-week filler at best. And that's what this is. You know, we're not saying these players are going to be fucking bums. It's just you can't start these guys in fantasy. Point blank period, the guys we're naming. So I think Juju falls into that category this year. Uh, I said his name earlier. Why I think Rojo is going to benefit. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I don't think he's going to have a good year fantasy-wise. And Yeah. He just, again, he can't. It's just the consistency for me. 
it's not good. It's week to week, whether he has, you know, 10 points or he has three points. So no, thanks. I'm staying away. Um, number eight, I have, um, or yeah, eight or nine, nine. I don't even know where I'm at, bro. but my last two, <laughs> uh, I have Hollywood Brown. I, I know he's going with okay. this boy. I know he's going with this boy, Kyler and all that, but I still think even with Lamar, who was his boy, um, you know, he just couldn't find the ball. And I know last year was his breakout year in a way, a little more deep balls thrown his way, but I just think he's too inconsistent to put anywhere in your roster besides a bi-week filler. Um, and my last one's uh, Rashad Bateman. Uh, I, I know this is rookie year last year, but health, I feel like is going to be an issue moving forward with him. And um, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't see him putting up any sort of good numbers and with the Ravens and yeah, that's my fool's gold. It's my bus. Huh. I, I can see it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think, yeah, the only one that was kind of like shocking was the Renfro one, but I could see it where, you know, he's going to be kind of inconsistent with his numbers, but mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Deep, I, let's just oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, it's just the way you, you, we don't, we truly don't expect to see or we truly don't know what these offenses are bringing to the table yeah. this season we do have an idea on a few here and there um but like a renfro for an example like mcdaniels is there now he's taken over you've seen his offense more than i have mm-hmm. I, if you think renfro is going to have a decent season you know you can take your advice or you can kind of look at it from my logical sense where like yeah. there's gonna there's only one football and and Renfro might be the guy that doesn't get many touches. I'm barring injuries, of course. If Adams is hurt, Waller, you know, Renfro steps up. But I'm expecting the whole team to be healthy, and I don't see Renfro making many plays. That's the only reason why I'm looking at it that way. Yeah. No, I could see that. But uh, let's get to defenses. I mean, we could just go five. We don't have to go ten. <laughs> but um, who's your top five in defense? Go ahead. Um, I have two tiers in this. I have two. No, excuse me, three and then two. And then the last two are just, you know, I just threw names because I was thinking of that. But number one defense is the Bills, bro. And that is the yeah. bona fide number one defense. I would even get him – they'd get them late second round, early third in fantasy. What? That's how that's what? how good they are. No, way. Yeah, you're just so, wasting a pick. No. No, man, that's how on. good – that's how good they are. What also depends if you're in a fucking, like, eight-man league, you know, then no. But if you're in a <laughs> – if you're in a fucking, like, 12-man league, then maybe because – they're so good, bro, and they have depth. They're never going to do bad. I don't th- – there's always defenses that have star players, and if those star players get hurt, then the defense falters. There's no weakness on this defense, in my opinion, and they yeah. have plenty of depth to pass rush. They have decent corners that can back up Tredavious and all them when they're hurt. Um, they have solid safeties, and then they have a decent linebacking core. So there's no mm-hmm. weaknesses, bro. They only got better with Von Miller. They got AJ Espinenza, and they got they drafted Gregory Russo. So the dog, they're just, just straight up top defense in me. And I, I, I will, I'll do it. I'll pick them the third round. I, I wouldn't, you know. I'm, Sometimes I, got maybe I'm, fourth. I'm waiting for it. Then I gotta see it because no fucking way you pick a defense at three. Um, and then, and then the next was the Four Niners. Uh, the pass rush is crazy, mm. just like the Bills. Um, they're gonna control the line of scrimmage, which is huge on defense. Secondary is a question for me. That's the only weakness I have for them. But uh, I think pastors will make enough noise to kind of uh, cover that that weakness of their team. And then number three, this is also a top defense. And, and mind you, any one of these three defenses is is fine by me. This is a good defense to have. The Chargers, you have Khalil mm-hmm. Mack. You get J.C. Jackson, your boy, to an already good defense. They're primed to be a challenge 
Yep. They're probably to be number two, in my opinion, over the Niners. So this Chargers team is solid. Um, they're we're going to talk about AFC West divisions previews at some point. And the Chargers have no weaknesses, in my opinion, on defense. They're not as talented as the Bills, but in my opinion, there's no weaknesses with this team on defense. Okay. Is, and is then that, oh, I was going to say that's not it yet. No, yeah, those are my those are my top tier two, three. Okay. Dead. Like you got, you may have to reach for those three, but then. If they if you don't get either three, uh, either one of those three, I have, um, I have the Packers. Um, I think that you get one of the best corners in the league with Alexander, a solid D line, and Campbell leading the linebackers. Yep. It seems good on all cylinders, in my opinion. There, the only difference is they just don't have playmakers. That's the only difference between this team and the other three defenses. Whereas the Niners have Bosa, the the Chargers have you know JC Khalil. Derwin James, um, and then you know of course the Bills got everybody. Von Miller, you know, I just mentioned. Um, and a couple of other folks there. So that's the only difference between the Packers and the other three. I, I just don't think they have a solid playmaker to make plays on defense. And then my last um, defense that I have here, um, you may be crazy, but I'm going to say the Saints. Um, they have Marshawn Lattimore. You know I love Marshawn. I hate the Saints, but he's a good corner. And you have the best – some of, one of the best front seven in the league, linebackers and D-line. So, um, you know, they're due to compete against any higher defenses that you're challenging. They're going to control the line of scrimmage just like the other defenses, and that's huge. Um, you know, obviously, with the exception of our Lattimore, that's my only question is their secondary. But um, I think they'll cover it up pretty decently with the, with their front seven. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I have um, – the Packers was a little – I didn't expect to hear the Packers that high. But that makes sense. I mean, you have a lockdown corner like that. I mean, that – you know, you can't go wrong with that. I love secondary, so – you know, that's obviously one of the most important things on the on the defense. But I have the Bills too at one. I don't I don't think it's close. Um they have so much depth, like you said. They're getting Tredavious White back. Um I think he would have made a huge difference last year if he was healthy. So I mean you're getting him back this year. You drafted um what's that kid? What's the kid's name from Florida? Um ah, I can't remember his oh, name. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The Florida uh, corner, I can't mind my memory slipping for me a little bit, but they got him. He's pretty good. They lost Levi Wallace, so he's gonna replace him basically. So, and I like their I like their safeties, mm-hmm. Poyer and Micah Hyde. So yeah, you're only adding Von Miller to not be your number one or number two. Like just go over there and get get to the QB. That's it. So yeah, them. I have the Rams just because of Donald and Ramsey. Um, you know, obviously their linebackers are a little weaker. But I, I still like what they have on defense, and they're one of their they're, they're one of the best D lines in the league. So, um, mm. you know, can't go wrong there. Uh, I'm gonna have the Chargers as well. Um, you know, everything you said, JC Khalil, they just added to it. And you know, I, I like the linebackers they have. I like that they added um, more D line in the middle, which is kind of their weakness, their run defense. So. Uh, they they got Joseph Day and all that, so I think they're gonna be a lot stronger on defense, which is kind of their only weakness last year, as far as besides going for it on fourth and thirty every time. But uh, <laughs> um, I think the Broncos have to be here too. I mean, they they have a shutdown defense or secondary. They have Sertan. They have Simmons. I mean, they, they just have pieces. As long as they can stay healthy in the D line, they'll probably be one of the best defenses in the league. And then I have the I have the Bucks. Um, they didn't really lose anybody besides Whitehead. 
That's um, why I didn't put him up there because of him. I think he was a key piece of that defense. I don't know about that. I don't think he was the the main cog in the machine. I just think, you know, he was a good piece, but I still think they have enough to, you know, still be a top unit. So, yeah, that's my top five. Yeah, and then, I mean, just kind of rebut on the Rams. I, I had him here. I wanted to pick him five, but they had, like you mentioned, they have Donald, they have Ramsey, Bobby Wagner. They have some playmakers yeah, on the defense, which is huge, but I don't think they had the, the talent or depth, excuse me, as they did last year in the previous season. So that's why I kind of picked them out. But, I mean, in fantasy, all it takes is, is turnovers. That's how you get yep. points. Um, and, and they have three guys that, that can do it, Donald and, and Ramsey and, and Wagner. So um, Broncos as well. I love Sertan. Big, big uh, fan of his. Um, they got, you know, Chubb. They drafted who? Uh, Nick Bonito or something like that. And mm-hmm. obviously, Randy Gregory. So, they, they have a solid D-line as, as they have they have been in the past few years. So, that's a good combination, too. You can't go wrong with the Broncos as well. Playing an altitude, too, also helps. Yeah. You were saying you had two? You're going to do more or that's it? No, that was it. That was the only okay. two that I was, was going to put in. But I, I kind of just wanted to oh, okay. leave out because of the other, other teams. Yeah, and I think with you said the 49ers, I had them just outside. Um, I also have the Colts and two sleepers. I didn't want to put defense in sleepers, but I feel like two to watch out for that could come up big as far as points go is the, the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Um, mm. I, I think okay. I think what the Chiefs added is, I mean, they got the pass rush with um, Carl Loftus. They got my boy from fucking Washington. I'm still pissed that he, that we didn't draft him. At the twenty second pick, um, man, I'm just I need to I need to just you know lock in with football. I'm just been out of it for so long, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah they, they, mean, they my... and they have Chris Jones, and I know they lost Honey Badger. That's gonna be a you know a huge loss, but I still think they they can cause turnovers with the guys they have. So you know, there's yeah. somebody to watch out for. I'm not gonna sit here and say top ten, pick them early. Like nah, like. Just somebody you can get like in the later rounds and you know it'll work out. So no, absolutely. My sleeper for defenses if we're going there is the Eagles. You get Darius Slay, oh. you keep you keep Fletcher Cox and you draft Jordan Davis. That's a solid uh you know D line right there. And they get they're Bradbury. Ma- yep. Yeah, I was gonna say two. that. Sheesh. So yeah. they're already making noise on defense, and you get a Hassan Riddick who adds another element to the pass rush. So that's a very sleeper defense if we're talking sleepers. I don't know if this is a bold prediction or not. I think Jesse Bates gets traded to the Eagles. Um, oh. You know, I, I think the, the Bengals drafted Daxton Hill, and I think they did that because of Jesse Bates. I mean, they, you know, he wants to get paid big money. Obviously, the Eagles, you know, they need safety help. I, that makes too much sense. I think at some point yeah. with this holdout, it'll happen. So I don't think anybody's willing to give up a first or a second for Bates. Not that he's not good, but. I think the Eagles are in win-now mode, so I think they'll pull the trigger on that. So I think he gets traded over there. So I can see it. That makes them even deadlier. I mean, yeah, they, mm-hmm. and they're, they're just under the radar right now. And all the guys they got in the draft, I mean, yeesh. yeah, they're loading up. So uh, do you want to go kickers? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin I Tucker, to, number man. one. You know, Young Ho Koo and Justin Tucker, you can't go wrong with either one. Just cool, huh? I got one. Young for you. way cool, dude. Evan Come McPherson, on. bro. What do you mean? Oh, I mean him too, but I I just think this is why I got Young Way at number one, and I'll just make this short and sweet. Uh, the Falcons are not going to be good. 
I think whenever they do have a chance to get into the opponent's field position, they're going to kick field goals, and that's where he'll come <laughs> in. Bro, Kuz, Kuz never – he's solid, bro. Nine yeah. out of ten, he'll make it. So, we won't get many touchdowns this year, but Kuz will get you a lot of field goals. And same with Tucker. I think Tucker just has more opportunities to kick extra points than field goals. I think the Ravens will get more touchdowns than the Falcons this year. So. Yeah. I, th- I think that's it. I, I don't know if – there's any players we left out that you're surprised? I think only one for me would be Brees Hall. But I have mm. to see the Jets. I have to see how they look. But Brees Hall could be, you know, RB2. If they really know how to use him and utilize him well, I mean, he was good. So, um, yeah, I don't know if you have any players that we left uh, out. That's it. Not, you don't think Auden Tate's going to break out for the Falcons? Come on, bro. Come on, dude, relax. Stop. <laughs> Devontae Parker, for me, is not going to ball out? Yeah. No, yeah. bro. Man, these guys, Devontae Parker in general, like, I, I had he so had He had his do. one year. Yeah. Yeah. And was, I kept I kept leaning on him every year after, and it didn't work. I remember that year, too. I lost with the, I lost the championship because of him because I didn't play him because it was too inconsistent. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, that's it. We fucking – ooh, it was a long one. It's been a while since we've yeah. done one like this, but – yeah. Uh, that's it, y'all. You know, you know how they always say, "I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a fantasy football advisor. I'm not telling you what to do." But uh, you know, those are those are our tips and tricks, our rankings. So do with that what you will. So I think that's it, yep. Julian. Anything else? Just kind of listen to us, guys. I mean, I think so. Um, last year I I won a lot of leagues because I I I picked Cooper Cup as a sleeper. I got him at a mm. good value, and and look at him now. He he won us a lot of leagues. So, you know, stay true to your picks. Stay true to your gut, folks, for fantasy, and it's gonna be a good year. Let's ride, Falcons oh, or stop. what let's is it? Ride, fantasy bro. Stop. <laughs> oh my God, I'm fucking sick of hearing that. Let's ride. Fuck that. Fuck uh, the Broncos. I can't wait to preview the AFC West. All right, that's it, y'all. Uh, if if you play fantasy, there you go. And if you're in our league, uh, I'm gonna block this episode for you. So make sure to follow our social medias. Leave a five star rating. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Bye.